Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your hosts, Jeff and Lonnie Jenkins. Hi, friends. Thank you again for joining with us. We're continuing right on this week from what we were on last week when we were talking about hidden treasure. And the man in the Bible stumbled across a hidden treasure in a field, and then he just went and sold all that he had so that he could buy the field to gain the treasure. Now, there's many uh, parables, uh, this parable, there's many interpretations to the parables, but nevertheless, uh, we're, we're taking one, because parables you can be a little bit liberal with, we're taking the idea based on other scriptures, what it is that's hidden and revealed, and are we willing to sell all to, to gain that? And so now as we look uh, on further into the scripture and gain, to gain this treasure, there are certain guidelines we found in the Bible. There are certain things that God does, certain things that we do. There's a heavenly view of what's happening. There's a your view of what's happening because God already knows. He's, he's yep. already got a plan in motion. And our, our uh, uh, thought was being carried today by Pastor Jeff here. And so he's the one that's kind of carrying the ball on this. And I'm just asking questions and ad-libbing once in a while. So Jeff, if you don't mind, just kind of pick it up and take off from wherever you want. Wonderful. Well, we're going back again to that hidden treasure. And as we referred to last week, Brother Lonnie, and that is, is that the woman at the well, in, from her perspective, it did look like she stumbled upon Jesus. She just happened to show up at the well the same time this man wanted a drink. But from the divine perspective, Jesus had needs to go by Samaria. And that's the beauty of every one of you that love God's word. If you're on a thirst, God put the thirst there. If, if there's a question in your heart for more of God, God put that there. We had a man come into the office, I believe it was just today. Today, right. And he's uh, gone from church to church, not satisfied, hungering for more of God. He's in his Bible and he says it disturbs him when he has read the word of God to hear the ministry say something contrary. He's not trying, he's not arrogant, he's not puffed up. He's not trying to, uh, to pontificate over the ministry whatsoever. He's hungry for more word. And so he's been feeding on some material that we've been giving him. And the more he reads it, the more hungry he has become. So it's peaked a thirst within him. Well, the woman at the wills, thirst was peaked. Jesus had needs, by, needs to go by Samaria. The woman at the well stumbled upon Jesus. She had no idea in her conscious mind. She didn't say some, this morning, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go to the well, and a man's going to be there, and he's going to be the man that I'll follow the rest of my life. She didn't do that. She stumbled upon him. That's where our scripture comes in, that there was a treasure hidden in a field. And the man stumbled upon the treasure, sold everything to buy the treasure. Now, we know that God ordains our path to cross with the Word of God. We know that after we're saved. We know that after we've met God. But we don't not know that until then. And often, Brother Lonnie, God uses circumstances. In, in my life, for instance, I was a, a product of the California lifestyle, a long hair hippie, uh, wasn't serving God whatsoever. But my life became more desperate. Things became more difficult in my life. Things became more hard for me. God created circumstances that caused me to look up. But I had not at that time determined to serve God. I had not at that time determined to say, I'm going to go find God at a church somewhere. You invited me to church. Mm -hmm. And so I went to my dad's church. I heard the word of God. There was 500 people there, I'm imagining, at least. 
I'm sitting on the, in the pew, and my feeling is, is this man's not preaching to 500 people. He's preaching to me. God was singling me out that day, and that was some 30-some years ago. And I was at the altar. I was coming to God only because God was drawing me. Now, God does that in every age, not only to the individual heart, but he does it, as Brother Lonnie's referred to, in church ages as well, dispensations. Every age, God had a Noah for one age. He had a Moses for another age. God had an Elijah for one age. He had a John the Baptist and a Jesus for another age. He had a Paul the Apostle for yet another age. And, and would you think that God would stop this process of sending men with truths? No, he wouldn't. That process goes on all the time. It didn't stop. I mean, most people read the scripture that says the law and the prophets were until John. And they say, well, see, we don't need any more prophets because they're until John. The law is the first five books of the Bible, mm -hmm. and the prophets are the rest of the books of the Bible. Right. No, no, it's not making reference to the fact that God might not send a prophet. God, let me just say this. Let me just perhaps challenge your thinking. God could send a major prophet like a Moses or an Elijah or whatever to our generation, and then the question would be is, is could you receive it? Remember we asked a question last week. Why doesn't God make his word so crystal clear so that you wouldn't have Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Catholic, and then how many Baptists, how many Presbyterians, how many Wesleyan churches, splinters after splinters after splinters. How is a person to know truth? You finally conclude and you finally say, well, you know what? God doesn't really care that I get it all together just so long as I love him. And that's not true. Mm -mm. That's a lie of the devil. God has specific truth for you right out of his word today. And let me give you an example of that. You say, and I would do the same thing. Why doesn't he just make it plain? Because all these religions confuse me, Brother Jeff. I want to find Christ. I want to find truth. But how many church doors do I have to walk through before I find truth? Well, remember the, the parable of the field. He stumbled upon the treasure. But if you're seeking truth, God is obligated, if you seek him with all of your heart, to allow truth to cross your path. Now, in our illustration in the scriptures as we're talking about, we found that, take this for an example, why doesn't God make it clear? Well, what if a man came along and he could discern the thoughts and intents of your heart, tell you everything about you, past, present, future, tell you about where you were the day before. He lays hands on your child and he's got polio, he's all twisted up and the child's instantly healed. He could uh, calm the storm. He could, uh, he could do any manner of miracle. You would, you, you're saying, Brother Jeff, that was what Jesus did. But what if I told you that that same ministry, that same ministry of Jesus 2,000 years ago has happened again in our day? What if I were to tell you that? You, would you believe that or could you believe that? Could you believe that God could use a vessel in our day <laughs> and that man would have the very same signs, wonders, and miracles as Jesus did 2,000 years ago. And this man would take and open up parts of the scriptures that had been in a prophetic sense now made real in our day and very applicable. Jesus took the prophecies of the Old Testament and made them very applicable for the disciples. And their hearts were burning within them because he was making plain and opening to them the scriptures. What if God did the same thing in our day? For instance, would you receive Moses? Ask yourself that question. If Moses were to come and you were a slave in Egypt and he were to come with 10 plagues and he would throw down a serpent, it would become, his, st his stake, it would become a serpent. 
and he would call for fleas and he would call for frogs and he would turn the river into blood. And then it would go pitch black and it would be black for days. You couldn't see the hand before your face. Moses did all those plagues. Would you say God's with that man? I would think you would. I would hope you would. And then the last plague is, is that death would strike the firstborn of every household and less blood was over the door. So now God would come down and they could no longer say, oh, it was just a fluke plague. No, every firstborn died that didn't have blood on the door and every firstborn that had blood on the door lived. It was too obvious. God is with this man, Moses. He's a major prophet. What he says happens. But the Bible says they went out of mixed multitude. They went into the wilderness and many of the princes of Israel said, Moses, you make too much of yourself. Mm -hmm. But yet a good portion of them followed Moses, mm -hmm. believed that he was God's major prophet for that day. Now we can look back and say that was God's man. But what if God did the same thing in our day? And I'm telling you right now in the 21st century, God has done just that. He has sent a man with the spirit of Elijah to forerun the second coming of Jesus Christ, just as he sent John the Baptist with the spirit of Elijah to forerun the first coming. Our generation has been blessed. This day, our age has been blessed to see a ministry that paralleled the ministry of Jesus Christ in every aspect. Let me pause just yes. a moment here. In Luke, Luke 17, starting at about verse 26, I think it says, as it was in the days of Noah, and then it goes on to say, as it was in the days of Lot, yeah. and then says, goes on to say, so shall it be in the revealing of the days of the revealing of the Son of Man. And most people read that and say that's, that's the way it'll be when Jesus comes. That's not what the scripture said. Right. The scripture said, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be when the Son of Man is revealed. And so the Son of Man, of course, Jesus was, he claimed himself to be the Son of Man. And so the Son, the Son of Man ministry then is to be revealed in these, in these last days again. And it says it'll be, I, mean, I say in the last days, the Bible says, as it was in the days of Lot, then that's the way it'll be. Well, when we look at wh where did Lot live? He lived in Sodom. And we look at the condition of Sodom, mm -hmm. I mean, just filthy with immorality. Now look at the condition of the world. Every immoral sin is acceptable now. And if, and if it isn't acceptable yet, they're pressing to pass laws to make you accept the unacceptable. And, 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 but, but of course, those who stay with the Word of God, they know the difference. It's not reasoning as to what I think is fair. It's, it's what the Bible says. God says, I, uh, this is okay, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. And so as it was in the days of Lot, Lot lived in Sodom, then the world is gonna be in that condition and it, that, at that time we're gonna see a revealing of the Son of Man, which means exactly what Jeff just told yeah. you, there's going to be a ministry that will duplicate, replicate the very ministry of Jesus Christ again. Right. Now, what does this mean to me, you might say? Yeah. And what does it mean to me? I would ask the very same thing. Mm -hmm. The principle is, that this, this replication, duplication of ministry was not to call attention to William Branham. That's the very ministry we're talking about. This was not to call attention to him. It's to tell us we're at harvest time. Right. And the little seed that went into the ground where Jesus said, Jesus said, except a seed go into the ground and die, it abides alone. And so Jesus was that full seed of the word. He was the whole word in, in a shell, a human shell. 
And then that seed was planted, but the purpose was that the seed can bring forth more just like the seed that went into the ground. That's the reason any farmer puts, puts grain into the ground is to get more of the grain. If you only put one grain in and got one grain back, it wouldn't be much of a harvest. Yeah. But if he puts one grain in and then in the head, there's many just like the one, then that's, that's what harvest is all about. So now here we are in this day, and we could go back to the, the feasts of Leviticus uh, 26 and show you the, the feast types. But the idea was in Israel, and the types, of course, come forward to today. The types are that when the first portion of the field, not the whole field, when the first portion of the field reached harvest maturity, they were to gather a portion of that field and bring it in and wave it before, wave it before the Lord with the thought in mind, thank God that the process that brought this part of the field to maturity mm -hmm. will bring the entire crop to maturity. Right. Well, of course, now that's only a shadow of things to come. And so we see in Leviticus 26, you can read it for yourself, it says that, that the, the sheaf will be waved for your acceptance. And so now we're typing about Jesus Christ. He's the only one that's for our acceptance. So therefore, Jesus, the seed of the word, went into the ground and his resurrected life was waved over the people to manifest the seed had produced, had resurrected, had come back up again. And then that initiated the, the first church that we find in the book of Acts. And then we find that, that that now became the seed church. So the book of Acts church, that's the seed church. But a seed, a seed can't uh, bring forth until it's been buried. And then it brings forth another crop. So the seed church was buried during the Dark Ages. And the 68 million uh, Protestants, we'll call them, that were put to death primarily by the Roman church during, during, that, during those Dark Ages is only typing what, what the process is. The seed grows into the ground and dies. Then once the seed dies and the shell rots away, then the germ of life that's in the seed starts coming back up to reproduce more seed. Mm -hmm. And so consequently now the church buried in the dark ages. And then what we're watching now is the, seed, the life of the seed growing. And so when we see the Lutheran movement, that's just a little twig come up out of the ground. That was the first sign of it. And then as the twig began to grow more, then we find the Wesleyan movement and that, that the, 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 what is the wheat stalk is growing. But why is it we've got umpteen thousand uh, denominations around today? Because the people made the mistake of organizing a system around the truth that was given to them in that day, and when the wheat stalk continued to grow on up to produce the seed, they couldn't follow with it because it wasn't in their book of doctrine, it wasn't in their creed, because they had now organized around the truth, but God wasn't finished yet. And so if you look at the churches, you, you'll find that uh, you can almost, if well, uh, knowing what we know, Jeff yeah. and I, or anybody that follows what we call the message, you can ask somebody, what does their church believe? What do they teach? And you can almost tell them about what era 
that their church was established in because that was the truth at that time. Mm -hmm. And nothing wrong with the truth. Truth doesn't change. But, but the idea is, is God is restoring. So therefore, it's coming up, up, up to be more and more like Jesus Christ. So then this ministry of the revealing of the Son of Man that was manifested through William Branham fulfilling Luke 17.30 was a replication of the life of Jesus Christ to represent the wave sheaf offering telling to announce to the world, harvest time is here. Mm -hmm. And then when, when the uh, uh, grain that's in the field that has not reached harvest maturity yet, though some has been caught, caught and, uh, and waved, that's William Branham's ministry, then the rest of the field has to just continue to lay in the sun and the sun and what's in it will bring it forth. Yes, sure and of course, the sunlight is always the light of the word, except we walk in the light as he is in the light. So we need the light of the word to shine on our life to bring a people to harvest maturity. And, the, and so now stay with me in my types. So if I, if I plant a grain, let's say in April, and then it's going to be harvested in July or August, then if that, if that seed that starts to come forth in April or May, and now it's a tender young plant, but the sunlight mm -hmm. is tender also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I were to suddenly put that wheat in, in an August, the power of an August sun, it would kill it. Mm -hmm. It couldn't take it. Mm -hmm. And that's the church. It's been growing from a tender plant. Now we're coming up into the full revealing of the Son of Man, the opening of the Scriptures, which is a very bright light. And, and, but it takes that to bring the crop to harvest maturity. Sure does. So as we try to share with you uh, in, in this program, there is a source to get into the light as he is in the light. And it isn't the source of, oh, look at William Branham. No, that's not the source. The, William Branham, the concept of William Branham was to show us where we are, but that ministry also brought a thus saith the Lord out of the scriptures. So we're not trying to teach you theology or something learned in a seminary. We're teaching what God has sent through the mouth of a prophet, not to start another denomination, but to open the word of God. Yeah. And, and God had told him back in the 1940s, I think it was, about 47 or so, that, that there would come a famine in the land, not for the hearing of the not for food or water, the scripture says, but for the hearing of the word of God, quoting right out of the Old Testament. And so he says, therefore, store up the food on tape. So we've got 1,100 tapes that are spoken by a prophet to, to unveil mm -hmm. the word that has been, been delivered. And there, therein lays a, a sunlight that, that can just not only quicken, but bring, bring to full life that which is God is requiring in this age. And God is not yeah. going to rapture babies. I don't mean that in the natural sense. I mean babies in the word. He's, he's going to rapture, rapture those that are mature. And it, and it takes the revealing of the word to bring them to that maturity. And as long as we're stuck in a teaching that was good uh, hundreds of years ago, we, we can't get into the sunlight that's going to bring the crop to maturity. And we're trying to share that with you. So write to us, communicate with us, ask us questions. Uh, uh, we can tell you where to get material and how to get material. And we're not trying to sell books and tapes. We're trying to uh, bring truth to a people, bring truth to a people to bring, bring them on into a harvest maturity. The, the shout and the voice in the trump that's referred to in, in uh, Thessalonians is, uh, is the three stages of the rapture. And 
then so so this rapture cycle is upon us, friends. It is upon us. And so there's something already in process right now that is just absolutely marvelous. And I took it all from Jeff, and I'm going to give it back to him now. <laughs> <laughs> what we want to see that is so beautiful in the Word of God is, is that God is gathering a people by a word. Mm -hmm. And he's done that in every age. He's gathered people by a specific word for that day. And the things that Brother Lonnie and myself are talking about, these aren't things that we conjured up. Uh, these aren't things that we devised. Uh, as Paul said, you're not hearing the, the uh, cunningly devised fables. You're, you're not hearing the wisdom of man. But this is the power and demonstration of God. And so we are actually here talking about a ministry that has happened in our generation. Obviously, we're not pointing to Brother Jeff or Brother Lonnie. We're not asking you for money. We are sincerely wanting to convey more truth to you, just like Luther would have or Wesley would have. Yes, God has done something in our day too. And you will hear us say these various things from time to time on these broadcasts year after year if the Lord will allow us to stay on the air because we want you to catch the concepts because perhaps they're a little foreign to you because they don't come in the same sort of venue as you are taught in your own church. And so the principle is, is that there's a, there's a treasure in a field. If you are thirsting, if you are hungering, you see that treasure, you sell everything for that treasure. It means everything to you, but you stumbled on it. But in reality, as we said about the woman at the well, Jesus had need to go by Samaria. She stumbled upon Jesus from the earthly sense. From the heavenly sense, there was an ordained plan. And so we just asked you the question, what if a, Mo a ministry of Moses were to reoccur? And every sign that Moses did, you would have to say, well, that's, that's Moses. That's Moses. He, he turned, it, the whole world went black in darkness. All the rivers turned to blood. All the firstborn that didn't have blood over the door died. That's the ministry of Moses. You wouldn't denounce that at all. You'd have to say, that's the ministry of Moses. Well, what if a man came along and healed the sick, raised the dead, raised the dead, Brother Branham's ministry, God, Jesus Christ through Brother Branham raised the dead seven times. He calmed storms that were ferocious storms. And the Lord spoke to him and said, tell the storm to go away. And Brother Branham said, storm, go away, in three days do this. This wasn't done in a corner. Hundreds of people were privy to this. The weather report said it was going to be thus. All the men that were hunting with Brother Branham on a huge, huge hunting expedition were there to know that the storm came in and disappeared. And that was only one element. We could spend literally days upon days upon days. Think of what John said. John the Beloved said, My hands have handled of the word of life. So John was referring to the ministry of Jesus Christ. Well, we can say the same thing today. I've seen the Word of God made flesh. John was saying, my hands have handled. He called the flesh of Jesus the Word made manifest. John was calling the flesh of Jesus the Word made manifest. Well, I can say in this day, I've seen, the, I've seen God work through a sin-born body, but He was a prophet, just like Elijah. And I could say that I've seen in my day a son of man, a man, a human being, reveal the son of man, Luke 17, 30. Perfectly, flawlessly reveal the very life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Now, a ministry coming through the blood. So, we're not saying this for ourselves, are we? We don't come year after year, day after day to this studio to do these broadcasts. We don't come here to do it for, for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm a busy man. I've got five kids from the age of 20 on down to six and everything in between. I'm a pastor of a church of around 500 people. There's a lot of other things that I could be doing, but I'm here today in this studio, as my brother Lonnie, my father is too, to tell you that God has done great things in this day. 
And so I would urge you to write and send in, uh, you can get on the internet, you know the, the, uh, the web page, website. Get on the website, it's on the bottom of the screen, you can see it. Uh, ask for information, we'll send it to you. Uh, we want to get this material out to you. A lot of people, we get letters every week by the scores of people wanting material. We're very happy to hear from you. We've got questions, and I believe in the next broadcast we're gonna mm -hmm. try to answer some of those questions. God has done awesome things in our day. And I want you to be a part of it. Now, here's the point that I said to you in the beginning. You say, well, well if, if, if truth is, I'm capable of understanding truth. Well, Jesus said just the opposite. Jesus said, except he draw you, you can't know truth. So pray for God to draw you. Pray that there's something on the inside of you that can receive truth. Now, let me read you a scripture. Paul referring to the church in Corinth, writing the church of Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 36. What came the word of God out from you? or came it unto you only. Paul is saying, did the word come out from you or did the word come to you? The word doesn't come out from Brother Lonnie or Brother Jeff. It came to us. Because it came to us, we can give it to you. Not because it originated from us. John the, John the beloved, Peter the, disciple, the apostle, all of them would have said, the word didn't come out from us. The word came to us, and now we can give it to you. See, we're the church. The woman is typed as a church. The woman cannot produce seed, but she can receive seed. And so once the seed has been received, though, she can bring forth fruit. And that's what this message is producing. Let me tell you something. I'm blessed to sit in a church of 500 people. All the women are godly. They wear dresses. They have long hair. We don't have televisions in our homes. We've separated from the world and the rock and roll music and the culture of our age. We're not... Americana, we're Christians, we're followers of Jesus Christ. We didn't do this, a dogma didn't do this. The ministry of Jesus Christ in a son of man ministry, his name happened to be William Branham. That's, that's, that's not the point. It could have been John Smith, George, it could have been anything. It was, it, but that ministry replicated the ministry of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know more about it. We've got tons of material that we can send you. So ask for it, we'll get it out to you as we have to many that have asked in the past. And again, we're praying for you. You pray for us, pray for this ministry. We love you very much and it's our desire that you see and comprehend these things. The truth across your path, take the treasure and then sell everything for that treasure. God bless you. Friends, there's a special training that goes into the life of a prophet. We know God took Moses on the backside of the desert for 40 years to train him to be ready for his ministry. We'd like you to hear the life story of William Branham. You can go to our website, globalanswers.us, the Resource Center, and look for Life Story. And you'll hear Brother Branham tell portions of his own, own life as to how God is training a prophet. It's not an easy life. The MP3 audio file of Brother William Branham's life story is available for download on our website. Visit globalanswers.us and click on the downloads link toward the top of the page. Today's program called A Treasure Hidden is available, as always, on DVD and may be ordered by clicking the Resource Center link on our website. You may also order by writing to us at Global Answers, 1695 Stewart Road, Lima, Ohio. Our zip code is 45801 in the USA. Your feedback is very much appreciated. Please be sure to email questions or comments to info at globalanswers.us. 
Thank you for joining us and may the Lord Jesus Christ bless you.